All right. Well, hey, Maria and Amy, how are you? Hi. Hi. Good. Doing good. <laughs> Well, welcome to uh, This is 50 podcast. I'm excited to have you, uh, largely because I just love what, what our whole conversation that we're going to be talking about. But also, this is the first time I've actually uh, recorded with two guests. So we'll, hopefully this will work for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wanted to uh, get started just first by a small introduction. So Maria, you and I met through a, a mutual friend. He was having a dinner party. We were sitting there chatting. We were talking about what do you do? And you had brought up that you have this clinic that focuses on vaginal health for women. And I was fascinated because there's just so much that you, I want to talk to you about today. And then Amy, I was able to meet you at the actual clinic because I did do a treatment or two at the clinic, which we'll get into a little bit later. But Maria, I'm going to hand the floor over to you first. Give us a lowdown of who you are and sort of the, the clinic itself. And then we'll go over to Amy and you'll do the same. Sure. Thanks for having us. Um, all right. So I'm Maria. My last name's Wu. Um, and I have a uh, over, it's about 2021, I established a clinic called Mod Medical. And really, primarily, the reason for Mod was um, built because I see as a, being a woman, I see the inequalities in our healthcare system. Um, we're from Alberta, and um, Alberta in particular, we were losing a lot of physicians um, over COVID just due to politics and you know the whole realm of things. So um, we were losing physicians. A lot of people were losing um, their family doctors, and because of that, um, I felt a sudden burden on um, on our my sisters and my daughter in particular, who was turning eighteen. And I thought, what what is she going to do? Like, how is she going to find a family doctor? Um, and if she finds a family doctor, how is she like? Can I be sure that she's going to be able to advocate for her own health with this person? Um, because I mean, with our age and experience, now we know we need to speak up, right? Like we, when we're not really getting the care we want, we, we say, are you sure? Can you look into that again? But I can't necessarily say my 18-year-old would do that. And so there was two components to building MOD, and one was access uh, um, and equitable health. And the other component was um, emboldening women. I, I want it to be available and to educate us enough that we can actually speak up because we know knowledge is power and we know that um, through knowledge we can have the power to advocate for ourselves and our own bodies so so that's Maud in a quick quick snippet <laughs> I love it I love it and we're going to go real deep into what Maud does so but first Amy give us a little bit of an introduction to you your background sure yeah thanks for having me Lynette um so my background I've been teaching people about their pelvises for a little over 10 years um prenatal postnatal was and still is um is the area I work in. I teach a lot of uh, core and pelvic floor classes, labor prep, childbirth education. And I was fortunate to meet Maria and everything about Maria and the clinic 
just was right away in alignment and I knew I found a really unique and amazing spot. And so my job there is to do some educating, to work with Msela, which we will talk about today and yeah, meet some incredible women every day and men too, but mostly women. Um, yeah, it's been really great so far. That's awesome. All right. Well, I've had the, the experience of getting to know both of you really well. You're amazing. You're so warm and welcoming. So it made it going to the clinic very, very comfortable. But let's get into what are the services that Maud actually provides? Yeah, so yeah, Maud, uh, mainly the main component is just basic vaginal health care. So it would be everything from uh, PAPs to HPV vaccines, um, STI, uh, birth control. We are a rapid birth control clinic. Uh, and so with the counseling and all of that that comes with it, menopause management, there's a lot of query about hormones and what bioidenticals are and what type of hormones we should be on. So a lot, a lot of counseling. Uh, we also offer pelvic floor physiotherapy um, and acupuncture specific for women's health, which would include just hormone balancing um, options if you don't want to be on medication. And, and then we've got MSELA, which is all about pelvic floor awareness and sexual function. Awesome. So when, if I... I mean, I, I I entered the clinic uh, under a little different circumstances. It was like we had already chatted. We almost did the intake at the <laughs> at yeah. the party. Actually, it was quite funny because then I got right into like all the things that I have done around like taking care of my vagina, I guess. Um, and so, and I just love the idea that you know you are a specialized clinic for vaginal health. It, it allows this sort of ability to create awareness and advocacy within ourselves. And it's like you mentioned in the uh, introduction, I think that nowadays we've just got to start to take our health into our own hands and going that sort of typical public route, you know, where it's like you're, you go to your gynecologist and then, you know, he or she provides you with these one or two solutions. I felt that your clinic really sort of took a more holistic view of everything that was happening. And you also educated as well. I mean, you had the, the, the model of the pelvic area and you were kind of showing me all these different things. And so I thought that was amazing. So I specifically went to the clinic to investigate Msala. So why don't we start there and we can talk a little bit about what Msela is and what does it actually do? I will take this question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the technology of Msela was designed for the treatment of incontinence. And there is two types of incontinence. You have stress incontinence. So running, jumping, um, you know, exercise, any sort of stress in the bladder causing leakage and urgency incontinence as well. So the frequent needs to go, the strong urge, trouble holding, um, that's what the technology was designed for. And when they were um, studying for, you know, going through all the studies for the FDA Health Canada approval, they also noticed 
um, the participants having really great sexual function benefits as well. So that technology um, ended up in further studies down the road and was also FDA Health Canada approved in January of 2020 for the treatment of sexual function as well. So our patients come in and they sit on a, looks like a big chair. And in that chair is a very large magnet. And without getting too technical, this magnet basically causes these deep muscular contractions into the muscles of the pelvic floor. Um, you know, blood flow is happening. We have this brain uh, pelvis connection, biofeedback connection happening as well as they're sitting for treatment. They sit for 28 minutes and um, receive just under 12,000 Kegel type pelvic floor activations is what I like to call them. And yeah, often completing any, usually if they're treating incontinence, we have six sessions that they come back for. Um, I do a little bit of educating, teaching them about their pelvis, um, you know, healthy bladder habits and that sort of thing during their treatments as well. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's a really yeah, amazing technology. And it is. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest to that. Sitting on that chair was uh, crazy. Actually, the first time I did it, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, but it, it's something that you do. You're, you're, you're clothed. Um, yes, you, yes. You're sitting on the chair. It's, it's not like anything is being like, you know, inserted yes. or anything no, like that. Non-invasive. Yes. Yeah. Non-invasive. So let's back up a little bit. What causes the incognizance and the different symptoms that you were saying that Emcella actually treats? Yeah, there's a few different causes, hormonal changes, childbirth, uh, menopause. As we age, the muscles inside the pelvis get weaker. Um, you know, really, as we age, is what, we, what we see as we age is the muscles of the pelvis getting weaker, there's less blood flow, there's less sensation that we're experiencing. There's there's a few different reasons, but those are the common ones. And notwithstanding having a boy that had the hugest head ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yes, would be my definitely. situation. <laughs> well, I love him dearly. Um, okay, so, so now the idea is that, you know, we've all heard about Kegels, right? And when one thing I realized when I was, you know, listening to you and while you were educating me, I realized, yeah, I've been doing all those Kegels wrong. And you had said that most people, I've like most nine of out us. of 10 women, yes. women don't do a Kegel exercise correctly. Um, and so that was interesting. It was sort of like, I don't know if it was Maria or Amy who told me, but it's sort of like, you got to try to, you're trying to do this Kegel like you're sucking a blueberry through a straw. <laughs> Was that you, Maria, that told me that? that? Was, I think that was that me. Was it was a milkshake through a straw because it's a slow kind of gradual contraction. But, okay. Um, yes, most of us have been taught. We really haven't been taught. We've been taught to squeeze and clench and do them at red lights while we're sitting yeah. in our car. But that's not, yeah, it's, it's a slow, full range of motion process that we want. Not a tense and a squeeze. Yeah. Right. And so this Encella, so I was able to get four treatments in before I actually had to leave Calgary. So, um, and, and we, we, we agreed that I definitely can feel a difference. Um, it's amazing. Like in, and in full transparency, and I had told Maria this, it was so interesting to talk to her because there was sort of this introduction of non-invasive treatments that, you know, when you, when you Google search like vaginal rejuvenation or anything like that, 
most of the time it is surgical solutions. And I just really love the concept of, you know, trying to take more of a, I don't know if this is a naturopathic way, but a, a less invasive uh procedure, I guess, and actually being able to feel the results. So um, for me, I, I definitely can feel the results. Um, and, and that's been amazing. Um, and it was definitely something that I was relieved because I had actually talked to um, a doctor based out of Dallas. She's uh, a very highly recognized um, vaginal doctor. And, you know, the, the, my solution was to go to Dallas and have this surgery, surgery that would have been a huge recovery, like at, at least 15 days in bed, um, in a, you know, in a city, a country that, you know, I'm not from. And so it was really sort of scary. And, um, it was just nice to hear that, you know, you guys are there. And I think that it's, it's an amazing piece of technology. Um, so what else does the clinic offer? I mean, maybe let's take a little step back and say, what is your intake? Like for a lot of women, we think, well, okay, I've gone to my gyno. He's recommended, he or she's recommended, you know, whether it's HRT or, well, there's nothing really you can do about that. And then we're sitting there left with this, with public healthcare, I guess, solutions. So take me through the process of what a woman should experience at a clinic like yours? Yeah. Um, so primarily if a phys or sorry, if a, if a patient has a physician already, um, like we don't, we, our doctors wouldn't really offer anything beyond what Alberta health, uh, or Canadian guidelines are. Uh, the, the true difference is that we're spending the time and mm -hmm. these appointments are 30 minutes and they're not five minutes because mm -hmm. with time, we can actually analyze and figure out what the actual symptoms are and the why behind it. Um, I, like physicians just don't have the time to spend with their patients in the room. And so mm -hmm. oftentimes if we can figure out the reasoning or maybe it's not a chronic UTI, maybe it's just vaginal dryness. Those are really common pieces uh, that people come in. And they're like, I've, I've had UTI four times this year already, and I keep going on antibiotics. And okay, well, it's actually not UTI, right? It's it's the it's your pelvic floor. It's it it's dryness, and th those um, pieces could be figured out if if we had doctors spending the time with their patients. Um, so, so that. Can I just can mm -hmm. I just break down that a little bit? So, yeah, uh, UTI, urinary tract infection. What you're saying is that often that's misdiagnosed for other types of of problems. Is that what you're saying? It it can be is the thing. Like it's I I think UTI is so common that a lot of women just suddenly they're like, oh my goodness, I have UTI. Like they just because mm -hmm. the moment we've had it, we all know how horrible it is, right? Mm -hmm. So you you are quick to in your mind diagnose what what you have and um and then now we we have access to pharmacy too we can easily go to a pharmacist and say hey i've got uti give me this and then they just give it to you but the challenge is is when we see these regulars coming in that's what we hear is like okay it's not uti it is something else and it could 
many, well, because of the type of patients we have, a, a lot of them we see, it's, it's just simple, dry mm-hmm. vagina, right? It's, right. Yeah. And, and so what kind of solutions do you offer? Like what choices, I guess, do people have when it comes to that? Um, from a medical perspective, um, well, obviously we'd, we'd have things like estrogen gel, um, that that's really dependent on what the needs Mm -hmm. are and the physician would figure out with them. Um, what we've got at mod is we do have a retail area. And so if we're talking about vaginal dryness, we carry something called BRS and it's, it's a really great product for it's non-hormonal you would insert the product into your vagina just before you sleep and what it does is it's like it's basically a product that is derived from human stem cells and it will teach your body to reactivate these um the cells and the tissues and then help reproduce your own natural lubrication again. And it's, it's a kit. Basically you want to, you want to use about two kits of them, um, over two or three week time, and it'll help regenerate just by simply using a a product. Yeah. Wow. And and the great thing with that is that it is a non-hormone, right? So if you went Mm -hmm. to your physician, they would not have that solution for you because it's a private product. You do have to pay for it, but but it wouldn't even be in their in their roster of yeah. um, items to try. Yeah, so yeah. these are that that's what we do at Mod is we try to source different um, solutions for different things that maybe people wouldn't receive with their uh, Alberta Health or their doctor's visit. Exactly. You know, I remember years ago, I had a girlfriend uh, and, you know, she was married and was just having a terrible time because she had this leaky bladder and really there was no options for her. And it was actually causing her a lot of discomfort and uncomfortableness in her relationship. And I remember her crying about it because it was just so disturbing for her. And so really the only thing at that time was to go to Shoppers Drug Mart and buy these or like go go to the local drugstore and buy these like pads, I guess. And so like, and I, I I feel like sometimes, you know, even the fact that I didn't even know about Mcella was interesting for me because I keep thinking to myself, well, I can't be the only one with these symptoms, especially in my fifties now. And I know I'm not actually, so that's not, that's was sort of a rhetorical remark. But the fact is, is that we're not talking about this stuff as women. And it's just so interesting. Like, why are we not talking about this stuff? Yeah, yeah, it, it is very interesting. And it all goes back to like, history, right? Like the, even just the word vagina in Latin translates it's, to shame. I like know. It's, it's just so deep rooted. We don't talk about it because of those things. And because it is an intimate piece, like you feel... I think there's a lot of shame and there's a lot of feeling of be- failure to, when we have things like that, especially peeing our pants. Like nobody wants to pee our pants. Like that's like right. a childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like something like that where you, yeah, you end up having pads and, and it is, it is very disappointing because a lot of women with incontinence 
they are going to their doctor, but the doctor just doesn't have a solution that is in public health. Like they have to end up spending some money, which is pads, right? With mm-hmm. it is buying pads, and and there's there could be simple things like loss of estrogen that could resolve that, or um, we've got we have this uh, people call it a plug. It's not a plug. It's like a self. It's it's like an at home pessary. It's called Uresta, and you can put it in just before you run or exercise and you can pull it out. So you're not, you don't have to get an actual pessary implanted in. Um, so like, you know, all these little solutions that could right. be done. Yeah. And so that's for the incontinence. Incontinence. Pieces. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So what would you say is the, the primary reason why women come to your clinic and men too, but just, I just want to focus on women right now. I do want to get into the men part too. So for, for women, what is, what's the biggest thing? Like 50%, 60% of the women that come in are seeking what type of treatment or solution, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think holistically, everyone is looking for more and for more education. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that would, I'd say across board, everyone is seeking just more information, more knowledge, um, solutions to what's happening, someone to listen, um, in terms of like what type of challenges, I would say a large component is pain, uh, pain during sex, um, or, and, and that translates into the, um, yeah, pelvic pain. Uh, it could uh, actually no. I I would say across board pain is probably it. Yeah, okay. whether it's like menstrual pain or pain during sex or or just like muscular pain. Right. Yeah. And so, what ends up happening there? So you do have doctors in your clinic, um, and so what are you finding is sort of a solution around that pain part? Yeah, um, pelvic floor physio, um, pelvic floor awareness, learning to engage and also relax your pelvic floor. A lot of those can eliminate many uh, pelvic pain or issues. Yeah, um, that's a common solution. Right. Um, yeah, it, I mean, again, it could be like it because it's so broad, yeah. right? But but yeah, like if we're going to talk about the basic ones that if someone is saying, hey, it hurts when I have sex, then that's typically we'd be looking at lubrication, which is ev- across everybody would say that is like, mm-hmm. are you using lube? And they're like, yes, <laughs> I'm using lube uh, and it still hurts. So then we are looking at the muscular component to it, which um, Msela can provide um, also pelvic floor physio. Right. So what is that? So Amy, that's your sort of department, the pelvic mm-hmm. floor physio piece. So tell us a little bit about that. What, to, what, what would somebody expect if they're going to come in for pelvic physio? So my specialty is not pelvic floor physio, although I would, uh, I, I advocate for pelvic floor physio with every patient, every student in front of me. I have been for 10 years, just having the conversation around pelvic floor physio, um, you know, they're able to do internal exams, really get such a, the patient's able to get such a good 
um, snapshot of what their pelvic floors are doing because we don't know what our pelvic floors are up to unless we've been assessed. And pelvic floor physio is uh, an amazing place for education, for, um, you know, solutions, really. So uh, we do have an amazing pelvic floor physiotherapist in the clinic. Um, patients come to see me specifically for Msela. I do some educating around, um, you know, the relaxation, the strengthening, the maintenance part after Msela. So, um, yeah, but I'm always, always talking about pelvic floor physio because it's really, it's really one of those things where I see with my own patients and students, this is the word that's been spreading a lot more than 10 years ago when I started teaching. Pelvic floor physio was unheard of or very, maybe not unheard of, but much less talked about. And now um, I still teach a lot of women. I, I do that also in my, in my weeks. And I love hearing like, oh, I saw a pelvic floor physiotherapist. And so there's definitely just a lot more awareness around pelvic floor physio. And it's more accessible now as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, for sure. So what other um, things are out there? Um, and we On our pre-call, we talked about yoni steaming or something. Was it yoni steaming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's great you mentioned something like that because we do get messages on in our Instagram and asking, hey, what do you doc- what yeah. do your doctors think about this? Or and there's some new gimmick or new thing, or new mm-hmm. and um we, I mean, we don't recommend anything that's not uh, approved by Health Canada, um, and primarily because we are an evidence-based clinic. So everything we have, there is research and research done by thousands of people that that tell us, hey, okay, this is safe for you. So that's that's ultimately the difference, right? So yoni right. steaming is not recommended. Um, but that's a great example because so many people like, they're like, so on oh, TikTok, I'm going to go to like TikTok yeah. is like, you know, and this is where they're <laughs> learning this stuff. And it's like, holy cow. So yeah, it really is. And now our phones are going to have it <laughs> for the next few days <laughs> exactly, <laughs> because it is, it's all about, um, what's new. And we, that's the thing we, we do share, we share a lot of knowledge between each other, like you know, as a community, it's just the right knowledge needs to be like, we, we've got to find a way that, that um, can filter what's, what's safe and evidence-based. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not saying Yanni steaming is not safe, but I'm saying it's not evidence-based. Like we don't have enough evidence to, to actually put it up and say, these are the things that it would help you with. And, mm-hmm. and that's primarily primarily what the issue is right it's like kegel balls right there's yeah that's still like it there's a lot of advantages to having a weight but then we don't have enough ability to be like hey this is you're gonna buy this you're gonna use it for this and and give them the education that they need to to do it properly so it's safe Mm -hmm. Um, but Mm -hmm. I mean kegel balls is a great is another great one to say along with the yoni steaming it's like there's just not enough education that we can help and put it on our shelves and say this is what you're gonna do yeah yeah no I love it and and just everything you keep saying it just keeps coming back to like spending the time as a woman spend the time and the money on 
you know, your health and vaginal health is like the number one. I think it plays such a mental game as well to you as well. Like it's just, yeah, it's wild when you think about all the different things that are happening there and how great you feel when you do come to, with some solutions that are more than just, well, there's nothing really you can do about it. Got to go buy yourself a set of pads at yeah. uh, the drugstore, you know. Um, I want to go back to Mcella a little bit more, just largely because I'm like mm-hmm. fascinated with that technology. Um, so you you said that men can also take advantage of Mcella. So Amy, tell me a little bit about how a man, why would a man use like need that treatment, and then what are sort of some of the outcomes for him? Yeah, sure. Um, men have pelvic floors too. <laughs> yeah, really, they do. They have pelvic floor muscles that do the same thing, supporting their pelvic organs. Uh, they want strong pelvic floors as well. Similar to women, if there's weakness, uh, you know, if they're overly tense in the pelvic floor muscles, they will experience similar symptoms of incontinence, of um, dysfunction of those muscles. Um, you know, lower libido, less sensation, erectile dysfunction, trouble getting and maintaining an erection, all of those play a part in men's pelvic health too. So um, the Mcella technology also supports male pelvic health as well, absolutely. In the same way, strengthening the muscles of the pelvic floor, providing blood flow, um, you know, increasing that sensation, the pleasurable sensation, and really, yeah, helping helping their pelvic health as well. Yeah, no, that that's amazing because when I was sitting there getting mm-hmm. my treatment, and I think it was Maria that said, "Oh yeah, men come too," and I'm like, "Yeah, really treat men? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's really they're always awesome. much that's more awesome. nervous. I find they're a little, yeah, they're maybe not quite as chill and relaxed as the women are, but uh, but yeah, absolutely, absolutely helpful and um, yeah. Definitely. So essentially, this Ancella really, you, you talked about it, you know, um, having this uh, magnet, magnetic, magnetic um, system to make it work, but like to just unpack it and just like give it to the listeners from a yeah. person that's taken it. I mean, really, you're sitting on this, this chair, uh, this throne, really, Kegel and throne, yeah. this Kegel <laughs> throne. And, um, I mean, I have my underwear on, but like no pants. And all of a sudden this sort of vibrate, you, you turn this thing on and it starts to vibrate and you think to yourself, oh my God, what is happening? Um, and then you sit there for about what, what was it? 20, 20 minutes? yeah, 28 minutes. That's right. 28 yeah. minutes um, where you're just sort of making sure that you're positioned correctly. And this, this magnetic field is really just sort of working your your whole pelvic kind of area. And I'm going to let you kind of explain that. I I actually meant to get you to bring that. (laughs) To um... bring the pelvis, I should have, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mcella uses something called HIFEM technology. So high-intensity focused electromagnetic energy. So basically, as you sit on it, it's it's a cone of magnetic energy that we position the patient's pelvis. We we do have a little pelvis model that we work with and talk about all the muscles inside the pelvis, what they do, you know, how we can how we can activate them, how we relax them. And then we talk about pelvis positioning as we seat them on the chair, get them nice and comfortable so that, you know, that electromagnetic energy is really focused on the pelvic floor. 
and they they sit for 28 minutes. Uh, the technology goes through its cycles, and basically, it's moving the pelvic floor muscles through their full range of motion. So, contraction, relaxation. Again, it, it's like waking those muscles up. These muscles can be deconditioned. Again, through all those things that we talked about, hormone changes and, you know, childbirth, uh, all of that, even just sitting all day and not breathing into our breathing into our pelvis and our torso every day, all those things contribute to that. So it's this awakening for these deconditioned muscles and yeah, and it works. <laughs> it it does. Right. Okay, and and I do want to say that it it does work. And yeah. when we were on our pre-call, I, because I didn't get a chance. I mean, I had my treatments very close to each other, largely because I was running out of time. Right. But normally, you would have six treatments over a course yes. of, let's say, you know, maybe two weeks, three of? weeks, three they, weeks, two three, three weeks. Yeah, twice a week for three weeks. We put two to three days in between the treatments. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And so, um, on our pre-call. I was telling you, so I had four sessions and I was mentioning that I thought, I don't know, maybe this is subconscious, but I feel like it gets better mm-hmm. more, like <laughs> the more yeah. times that I'm, yes. you know, with my partner. Um, I, yeah. And, and it was really interesting when, when you guys said it was the biofeedback that was probably triggering. So I want you to tell a little bit about that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's doing this work for you. But there's this other piece of your body that starts to start talking, like you've got these receptors that start yeah. to talk to each other. So. That's exactly that's exactly how it explained it is it gets the brain talking to the pelvis again. It's those receptors and it's sending those messages back and forth as you're sitting through treatment. And the brain is saying, Oh, okay, hello, muscles. You know, they're moving through that full range of motion. The brain, it's basically a brain nervous system pelvic floor connection that through the treatment, we build those, we kind of reprogram the brain and the pelvis to work together again. And a lot of uh, the feedback from patients is that new level of awareness. And they're really tuned in now to sensation and urge and how their, how their pelvis functions, partly from the technology, partly from the education, the combination of everything. It's, it's my favorite part of the job, honestly, is to see people reconnect back to their bodies. It's powerful. It's so mm-hmm. powerful um, just to see and observe that awareness and that they can tell when, you know, when they want to activate the pelvic floor to support movements or lifting or those types of things. And all of a sudden they're feeling it in their own body. Their brain is understanding that again. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. I know, because I, I really, like I mentioned, I honestly thought it was just psychological. Like, But then I was like, okay, this can't be. It's got to be a little bit kind of <laughs> part of the whole process. So, yeah, I never thought of those as being benefits until, you know, until after I Huge started benefits. receiving them. <laughs> so what happens after? Like, I want to hear about some of the women that have come to you that have had problems that they've never been able to get real correct solutions, but then they leave your clinic after you know, doing whatever treatments. And, and I also want to talk a little bit too about how 
everything in your life really is about creating systems. So it's not just one thing that is your solve all, right? So your mental health, your physical health, there's different things that you need to do for your mental health, right? And there's things, different things that you need to do for your physical health. And so why would that be any different from sort of your vaginal health, right? Just making that part of your overall system of staying healthy and, and also advocating for yourself and you as a woman. And I, I love that. And so tell me about some of the stories about the women that have come and, you know, said, wow, I just cannot believe it. I've been suffering with this for so long and now I have this joy. Don't you take that one, Maria? Yeah, um, I, 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 will, I, I will say that I heard something in the last week that was, when women experience symptoms um, like incontinence, like pain um, in their pelvis, you know, pain with intercourse, all these, these things related to, uh, you know, vaginal health, on the average women, woman waits between six and seven years before seeking support, wow. which blew my mind. And I know that I believe that I didn't, I would never have thought it was that long. Um, but I thought that was very interesting that we, we band-aid solution a lot of the, you know, we wear the pads, you, you know, the period underwear, the absorbent underwear, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, what I see, what I've seen so far with patients coming in is, you know, it's, it's affecting their, their quality of life. They're, they're not, you know, walking their dogs as long as they want to. They're not participating in the activities that they want to. We see, I've seen weightlifters, um, you know, people with very active, um, you know, active habits and sports, and they don't want to be leaking. They don't want to be um, you know, dealing with the urgency. Um, and honestly, you know, seeing, seeing results, you know, seeing results in these patients, seeing patients returning back to the activities that mean a lot to them and, and um, is, is huge. So that's, I think, I, I'm sorry, Lynette, you might have to repeat the question no, again. I it went actually, off there a little bit, as you spoke, Amy, I was, I was actually thinking of, of one particular woman I spoke to. Um, and this is, this is a, it's not like, well, I'll, I'll just say it just so you kind of see like the severity of it is right. she has prolapse. So she's had prolapse for quite some time. It wasn't really significant, but it was enough where, she would sit on the toilet and, you know, some of it would come out. So she would so just kind of... So what is prolapse? It's Tell when it you're... Or, sorry, yes, I should say that. Yeah. So when your pelvic floor is um, weaker, your organs are actually start protruding out. Wow. And so it'll sort of flip inside out and just kind of drop, right? It'll drop out of the vagina. So, um, so typically... Uh, yeah, with a very with a severe um, weakened pelvic floor for multiple reasons, it would be weak. Um, it that's what is the the potential is that it your because it holds your internal organs in right, so that that kind of flips back out. Um, it doesn't hurt or anything typically because it's just been going on for so long. Like it just the you don't don't really notice anymore. Like you'll start leaking a bit and then you people people that have prolapse um it's typically they look down and they see it uh they see their organs so they'll just sort of 
you know, tuck it back in and, and continue with their day. Um, and so this one woman that's, she's had a bit of a minor prolapse was what she, she told me. And, um, she just lived with it and she would have incontinence. She wore pads and it wasn't until this one day she laid down to have sex with her husband and he looked down and he like screamed and she looked down and she saw that a lot of it had come out of her vagina and she just looked down and was like, Oh, just tuck it back in. And so she quickly just tucked it. And then that, caused so many issues because he didn't want to have sex with her he wasn't sure if it was safe it was comfortable and it was at that point that she was like okay I need to actually go and do something about this so Mm -hmm. that's a very good uh lead (laughs) to Amy's story (laughs) about the seven years right yeah it's like she didn't deal with it until somebody found out and and then her, now the shame is opened and and then she's got a her relationship is tarnished somewhat right and um and she's just one person like this is yeah. happening all the time so thing i mean emcella is not going to solve a prolapse like that um emcella should be used as a preventative but it can also definitely be used when you do- start seeing symptoms of prolapse, which would be incontinence for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, primarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, I, I just, I still can't get over it. Like, I know you're absolutely right. It goes back to our earlier part of this conversation. Why, why we do not, as women, why are we not talking about this? I remember when I turned 50 and all of a sudden I felt like I had every menopausal symptom there possibly could be. And I was so shocked because, I I mean, I had the severe case of vertigo, the hot flashes, my eyesight, like all this, like everything was just going. And I, I jokingly said to a few of my friends, like, holy shit, like, I need a book that's called the shit I wish I would have known about turning 50. And, and then I, I did, I had this aha and I'm like, why didn't I know about this stuff beforehand? And I think it is, it's really truly our history of our education, you know, the word vagina. Oh my God. Don't talk like, don't say the word vagina. Don't say the word penis. Like, it's just like, it's so crazy that, and, like even sex education in school was kind of not really that like Mm -hmm. expansive, you know, it was just more reproductive than it was about anything. Um, And and I guess it sort of, sort of assumed that everybody was going to be perfectly healthy. But I mean, how many times have you ever met a woman or even a man that they are completely healthy down there a hundred percent of the time. I mean, I honestly, I would be shocked if there was somebody that said, yeah, no, no problems here whatsoever, (laughs) you know? So, um, so what, when you think about your value proposition of the clinic and how you're getting the word out, what do you, what do you want to say to a woman that's probably listening to this podcast going, okay, I'm, I'm done waiting six or seven years. I'm going to (laughs) actually, um, go and do something about this. What would you say to that person 
Um, or you met that person at the dinner party, but like me, Maria, where you and I met, but I had already kind of done some research or, you know, what would you say to somebody like me that would be completely naive to it all? I would, you know, my message really is uh, own your body and love your body and it's yours and you need to take care of it as well as you take care of everyone around you. And, mm -hmm. and that's ultimately the whole, like why we're mod is open and why we're open arms, like, come, come, like, come learn. Cause we're all going through this together and, and nothing one person says is really ever going to shock us. Right. Cause, because we're all going through the same things. So mm -hmm. you're not alone. Um, our bodies are all made just like this. So the, the chance of the symptoms being very similar is going to be very high. Um, but yeah, like it's love, love yourself enough to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Amy, what would you say? I would say come in and learn and, you know, don't be shy about booking in, even if you just have questions, whether it's a physician or a pelvic floor physio or myself, you know, take that step, come in, see the products, uh, there's support available, like there really is, and, and share that, you know, share that with the people that you love and the people in your life, because that's how... Uh, that's how women's health changes is by talking about it. And, um, you know, just becoming aware of your body is, is really, I think, you know, one of the first steps to take is, is awareness and education around what our body does, how it functions. When we, when we understand that we want to take care of ourselves and, you know, come in, come into the clinic. There's, you yeah. know, we're so happy to, I mean, everybody in the clinic is doing what they love. They're sharing, you know, they're educating, they're talking. I mean, we love to, we love to see patients. We love to talk and educate and support. And um, yeah, take that step. Don't be shy. That's really what I would say. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, I just want to thank both of you for spending this time with me today. I think that you are doing very amazing things in this world and I just want to thank you for it because I just really I, I I wish my mom would have had these types of options um, you know because I saw her go through some pretty traumatic things as well mm -hmm. so thank you so much yeah thank you Lynette okay take care thank you for all of this yes, yes. thanks Lynette Using Thanks. your platform. Yeah. Really <laughs> like. Exactly. All right, ladies.